Hey, everyone. Welcome to another Halloween edition of Locker Room Talk of Dan and Joe Sports Show. As always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe. Joe, our Locker Room Talk is brought to you by our fine sponsor, uh, Beach Ball Properties. Right now, it's a little bit cold outside, but the beach season is not as hot as it usually is. Probably could get some good availability uh, to experience some 70s and 60s weather down in Orange Beach and Gulf Shores. If you want to give Hunter and Ginger a call at Beach Ball Properties, it's still really pretty. If you're brave enough, you can maybe get in the water a little bit, but definitely more of a fall kind of boating atmosphere down there. Still a nice one that I like. Give Hunter and Ginger a call at Beach Ball Properties and go have a ball at the beach. And Joe, this week's locker room talk, it's been all over the internet. It's an interesting story on so many fronts. Um, Texas's special teams coach, which apparently he is one of the highest paid special teams coach in America, makes over a million dollars a year, apparently was one of the front runners for the new Washington State job opening. Uh, after this story came out, I'm, I'm not sure that that's still the case. Um, his girlfriend that he's had for four years, uh, you know, not casting any any stones or anything, but apparently she used to be an exotic dancer. And part of what her act was, I mean, she said she'll still may be one. Uh, she's been on the Jerry Springer show and does it. Uh, her name is Pole Assassin. And part of what she, uh, or a big part of her act is she has a monkey, a little white capuchin monkey that she has trained really well that is kind of like her assistant. She calls it her emotional support monkey. Uh, in Austin, they had a huge Halloween party at their house. Uh, she set up a haunted house in the backyard, uh, signs like bring your neighbor's kids, adults also. And apparently the way their house was set up is they have a huge backyard. And I mean, when you watch the video where she walks through the, the backyard, you're like, man, it's good to be a college football coach of any sort, including a special teams coach because this yard was huge had a super nice pool in it and there were two different gates. So they had a first gate, which she says she marked off. That was the end of the haunted house area. She marked it off with balloons. You walk through that, you had a further area, probably about 50 to a hundred yards, nice pool, all concreted in. And then she had a cage and on the sign was a cage that said, uh, do not enter uh dangerous emotional support animals inside and that's where she kept her monkey at and apparently one of the kids at the party went through this first gate walked through past the pool went up to this i guess the you know the this area where the where the monkey was there was a cage i guess this gate was not locked and the kid got through stuck his hand in the cage and the capuchin monkey bit this kid and, you know, monkeys are very strong, and apparently it, it took uh, paramedics or someone else to, like, physically wrench the monkey off of the kid's hand. And now, I mean, I don't think it's a serious injury by any means, but I'm sure it hurt a lot and probably scared the kid a lot, including the kid's parents. And so, Joe, when I saw this story, I mean, first off, let's be honest, it's kind of funny. I mean, what do you, what do you think about it? What do you think of all the, the aspects to it from – uh, from the woman, what she uses the monkey for, to the fact that it's a coach on Steve Sarkeesian's staff. I kind of that kind of funny when you, you throw that in. Uh, to the fact that this guy was apparently a front runner for the Washington State coach, which just fired a coach because he wouldn't get the he wouldn't get the vaccine. 
Uh, don't know that it's the best look if you want to go hire this guy now. Um, also, apparently, I mean, these are all, you know, allegedly the guy uh, left his wife of, you know, however many years and kids for this woman. I think he had like three kids. And so the question is, you know, it shouldn't be a sequitur issue if you're Washington State, but probably not the best look overall if you're going to fire a coach for making a moral stance against a vaccine to hire this guy. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Not, not, right. Right. Not saying I'm not saying that you shouldn't, and I'm not saying that you should, or that that should even be a consideration. But I'm going to go and say that probably is a consideration. But what interested yeah. me about this is I thought I went back to my first year in law school, and in my mind, this is like the ultimate attractive nuisance question right here. I mean, I feel like anyone like Professor Weems that we had when we were at Ole Miss and Torts, uh, Professor Ashu, who was our legal writing professor. I mean, I feel like anyone and like a lot of people that are like him at law schools have all already like put this into their exam for the upcoming, you know, uh, you know, for the upcoming uh, winter semester. Because I think that this is a great example of an attractive nuisance. And for those of you who aren't attorneys, uh, attractive nuisance is something that basically um, when you have your property, there's different uh, status of you know, guests. So you have invitees. Those are people you have to do due care to make sure they don't get injured. Of course, you have trespassers, which they are offered the lowest level of uh, care that you have to have because you don't know they're coming to your property. An attractive nuisance is basically a doctrine that takes a child from the status of a trespasser to someone who's an invitee where you have a duty to look out for all known dangers and, you know, make it to where they're obvious and where these kids can't get injured. And all I can think about is, okay, on this one, obviously within the haunted house, the child would be considered an invitee, correct? They're, they're invited in. You said you can go to this area. Now you have these balloons, which supposedly put a marker out to say you can't go past this point. Okay. Well, obviously the gate wasn't locked or something. So he gets past that. Now the question is actually travels all the way out here and she has the sign when she showed it that said, do not enter dangerous emotional support animals. Is that enough to keep you from getting hit for an attractive nuisance? Because obviously get a haunted house. That's an attractive nuisance. Uh, they're already in your house. You're invited in. You have a monkey and emotional support animals. That's going to entice kids, right? Kids want to go play with the monkey. Well, they're going to find that interesting. And here's my question, Joe is the sign good enough or does the sign actually add into the nuisance of it? If I'm a little kid and I see emotional support animals, well, what kind of emotional support animals I'm interested? Uh, and she obviously didn't have that part locked. Does she get protected under an attractive nuisance thing? Or do you think that if this kid, uh, kid's parent files a lawsuit against her, which I guarantee they're thinking about, do you think that, uh, the, this coach's uh, girlfriend wins. So just a few thoughts I have first and foremost, that professor, you mentioned professor Weems and I always tell clients this sometimes at the last, like, can somebody sue me in this case? He always said, anybody can sue anybody, you know, you, it's whether or not they're going to win, but anybody can technically sue anybody. And so this is definitely a case, you know, that kind of warrants some exploration. I think that to your point about the sign, having the support animals on there as a qualifier, 
that really does kind of make it worse. Like you would much rather just kind of have a stop or hazardous sign there and that's it and not really indicate what it is to keep people out. Because otherwise I feel like that's such a unique novel thing to have on the premises that's going to warrant more um, curiosity because I mean, who has a monkey, you know, really is a pet outside of like a zookeeper. Right. Exactly. Apparently this one does. Yeah. So just, just really crazy. I mean, I, I don't know at the end of the day. I do think that, honestly, the parents have the premise for a case. See, Joe, here's my thing. Uh, you know, I was talking about this um, with my wife earlier, also went to law school, uh, and she, you know, she was looking at this, and she thought that the, uh, the woman deserved to be protected under the law under it because of two different barriers that you had blocking the child from getting there. And obviously the child is trespassing that point. They've gone two different areas they weren't supposed to go to in this large backyard. I personally think the sign is the biggest issue. And I think that's why if I were a judge, I would not grant summary judgment on it. Because in my eyes, you have you have these kids and you open it up, you put a sign, everybody come to my haunted house. I want the whole neighborhood to come here. I think it said adults are invited too. This is a big old party. Okay, when you have that, maybe you should have put the monkey off premises on this one. Mm-hmm. Maybe keep it in your house. Um, the sign to me makes it worse. I'm with you. I think a basic sign, danger, keep out, don't go any further. Something very simple, but your sign says danger, uh, service, uh, emotional support animals behind. So, you have a kid that's going past or that's just had fun in a haunted house. Well, what kind of emotional support animals you got back there? You almost think it's an exhibit that's part of the haunted house that you need to check out. Right. Exactly. I mean, I just feel like the sign is the reason that she should, could be subject to liability on this one. And you look at it from a child's perspective. Yeah. A child, you know, they, they see balloons. They're supposed to block a barrier. Okay. Do they know they're not supposed to go past that? I don't know that balloons really say, say that to me, especially if I'm a child. Okay. Walk all the way through this. Then you're right. You have a haunted house and you see the sign, danger, emotional support animals. Well, is a kid going to know what kind of animal it is? Like they're going to be interested. And I think that if you had had the gate locked and instead you had a sign that just said danger, don't go any further or something like that. I think she'd be afforded a lot more protection but ultimately, I would say if this was a, you know, law school exam question, I would say that uh, this, I think that this woman could be subjected to liability and that you could go past summary judgment on this. I think so. And in, in the context of the haunted house for me makes it, you know, so much different, too, in addition to the words on the sign. Like you almost need somebody there to stop anybody from coming in because, you know, with haunted houses, you know, people go from room to room in different areas of the house. Uh, to me, that's just asking for trouble. It's not like this was just a social party, you know, that was confined to like one room or one area of the house. I mean, people were going kind of throughout, but kind of like my, my overall takeaway is what you were saying with this being a classic law school exam um, question or idea for the future. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because so many of the attractive nuisance cases I can remember dealt with like swimming pools and things like this, well, things like that. And so I think this is a very uh, interesting case. Yeah, Joe. And, and I think that having the haunted house adds a new level to it, too, because a lot of times when you have attractive nuisances, 
It's people just straight up trespassing onto a property. I mean, this one, like you can argue the trespassing the areas we're not supposed to go to, but the kids were invited to the house. They were invited to the house for the haunted house. You got this big party out there and you didn't, you didn't cordon this off well enough. You didn't, you didn't mm-hmm. have, you didn't remove the monkey. I would almost make an argument that you should have removed the monkey from the property. But like I said, I, I'm a defense attorney. I like to look at things in more of a defense aspect. And I think that really, if I were a judge that was overseeing this, I would have granted her summary judgment if she just had a simple sign that said danger, keep out, uh, trust, you know, you're trespassing to you go further. But putting the fact that it was an emotional support animal there, to me, just opens it up yet again where a kid's going to be interested in it. I also thought you made a good point that they weren't trespassing in this case either. Right, exactly. And I think the fact that you had the haunted house with us adds an even higher level to me, which, you know, monkeys can be dangerous. People know what monkey bites can do. They know how strong they are. Should have removed the monkey from the house. Oh, yeah, definitely. So be interesting to see, like I said, if this guy gets the Washington State job, I think that would be so funny. Like I said, you know, especially after they got rid of Rolovich for what he did. But I imagine his uh, his stock in getting that job is probably taking a hit since the story came out, even though, I mean, to be fair, it's not his monkey. And, you know, it's not like she was trying to hurt this kid. And to be honest, like it's none of our business what this woman, you know, did did for a living before that or any of that kind of stuff. But the problem, like I said, is, is that, you know, with Washington State making the decision they did before that, I don't know that this story is going to be a good thing that they can really hire this guy. And like I said, you know, going back to this, I think you got two factors that end it for me and deny summary judgment. You had a haunted house, you invited kids and you did, you put a sign up there that attracted them further and didn't remove the monkey from the premises. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I, I would concur. All right. Well, that being said, I hope everyone had a happy Halloween. You can catch this and some of our other Locker Room episodes, Locker Room Talk episodes on Spotify. And, of course, uh, now you can follow us on uh, our YouTube page and subscribe to it. Look at the Dan Joe Sports Show on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at DJ Sports Show. And, of course, like our Facebook fan page. And as always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe.